A murloc. I was wondering what the fuck that was. I'm like, all I hear is like somebody struggling, like choking and shit. I'm like, uh, is there something I should know? No! Hello and welcome to Saturday, uh, June 5th, 11.45 a.m. It is episode 148, wow, shit, 178 of the Try Games at Net podcast. Uh, I'm all discombobulated because I've put up 175, but 176 is still in the editing room and 177 hasn't even been started yet. So, yeah, long weekend didn't help at all. Um, but that's okay because I got to have a long weekend and so did everybody else. Except for people who worked in retail, which I guess is kind of sad. Yeah. Al! Slave drivers! Work. I'm here with Al, co-host. Yeah, I'm here. Pete is, uh, I don't know, is he making toast or some shit? Um, he'll be here if he wakes up, ever. Uh, I think. He did read our stories for once, so, uh, he should be on soon. Unless he drank himself into a slumber, which I almost did yesterday, but I managed to wake up, uh, at ass o'clock and stuff. And now Al is taking is carrying the drinking torch for me. What do you have? Um, I actually have water. Oh. I have to recover. <laughs> what did you have? I had homemade iced tea with Lipton teas and some sugars and lemons and limes with a touch of vodka. Vodka? Budka? Vodka. vodka. You call it vodka. Wampir. And apparently it's very tasty and it's, it's good to drink in the morning. It is good to drink in the morning, especially after you, you know, have gone out early, early, early to wash your clothes and things like that. You know, it's good. It's good stuff. This is great. Relax and watch some Law and Order, Criminal Intent. The first dun, season. Dung dung. It's good stuff. With your boy Stanford. Yeah, Stanford Weddick. Stanford, my show got canceled. Weddick. Oh, I sh- I shouldn't have gone there. I just insulted him. That's all right, though, because he doesn't know me, and he never will because I'm not famous. That's all right, too, because we've been playing some video games. What you been playing? Huh? Huh? Uh, huh? Let's see. I play Heavy Rain a lot this week. <gasps> oh. And I can talk about that, but I think I'll wait just for Pete to get in and talk about that. Uh, yeah, we got to do a Let's Rebooting on that shit. How, how many hours in are you? I don't know. <laughs> uh, they don't how really many calculate hours in that game? Chapters? I don't remember. The only thing that I know that I did recently was I finished the lizard uh, trial. Um, I'm trying to remember. Does that involve... I basically have two trials left. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then that's a good um. And I'm, well, actually, no. I finished the the. I don't know what origami it was, but I finished that trial. The, the origami. Uh, oh yeah, origami. That's how they say it. Uh, Are you playing it in French or did you did you just? No, it no, in I'm playing it in English. <laughs> uh, the say. second playthrough, I'll play it in French with English subtitles. Um, I did do the other one. Um, that the one that involved the gun. Okay. That's so the you've... fourth one. So let's see. You you did the one that involves the glass, right? Oh yeah, I hated the that. glass. Um, is that the same one that involves shock? Yes, that those are both okay. The same so that's one. one. 
Um, you did the one that involves um, paint. Uh, uh, every all of them involve paint. Yes. Uh, the one that involves uh, um, choppy choppy. Yes. And then you said gun. Um, the first so, one was car. Yes. Okay. There we go. That's what I was forgetting. Okay. Gotcha. I was trying to count them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, how's how is it so far? I mean. I really enjoy the fact that they do a really great job of putting you in the shoes of the characters that you play. Right. Uh, you know, the events that are occurring, like, I'm screwing up left and right because it's my first time playing, and I really kind of feel bad sometimes with some of the things that I do. And, and it results the in their pain. And it results in different people's pains. Right. Um... That's pretty much all I want to say about it. And I mean, it, it can be very spoilerific if I was to say something, you know, just to talk about it at length. Right. We'll say that for a rebooting. Yeah, or we can save it for when Pete gets here. One, yeah. I bought on Tuesday split second for PS3. And I saw on your Twitter you succumbed to a deal. Actually, to two deals. Yeah, two deals. Um, One is... That I bought 3D.GameHeroes for $30 plus a $10 credit. And along with that, I bought because, um, why did I buy it? I have no idea why I bought this. Because it's Zelda. No, there was a reason why I bought I'm not even listening to you. <laughs> you said Zelda. It is. Um, I'm not even being sarcastic. Like it's it's freaking. Oh no, it's basically not, like... Yeah, no, I wasn't even talking about 3D game heroes. I'm talking about. I have no idea why I bought the other game that I bought. Oh, Split Second. No, I haven't even mentioned it yet. New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Well, thanks for spoiling it. But you, it sounded like you couldn't remember. No, I could remember. I don't remember why. There oh. was a reason why because I normally wouldn't have bought it. Oh, I think I bought it. To take advantage of the free shipping. Oh, wait. Spoiler alert. I tell people what game Al bought, even though he was about to tell people. Oh, no. I'm supposed to tell people what I bought. Um, So, yeah. I bought New Super Mario Bros. Wii along with 3D.Game Heroes. I believe it was only for the sake of getting the uh, free shipping. Free value shipping. And plus, on top of that, the 3D.Game Heroes was back-ordered. But then they just charged me for it, so odds are it'll probably be shipping on Monday. But Mario got shipped yesterday. So what did you what did you tweet about that? You're like, thank God for you know you're buying too many games when uh when you're no, you leave. you know you own too many games when you're right. happy that a game that you bought was backordered. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're it. still sending it to you. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get an order confirmation. Uh, I mean, a shipping confirmation for that, but I got a shipping confirmation for Mario Brothers. Mm. Then I and bought then. and then. From Amazon, Demon Souls, because Demon Souls is on sale for a limited time for thirty dollars. Well, that's that's some heavy lifting there. Yeah, but um, Evelyn is financing that one because she was supposed to buy it for me for Christmas, and I said no, I want to get it on sale because I, I don't want her ter- paying. I just meant in terms of like now you have increased your stack. <laughs> well, yeah, but by the time Demon Souls and uh, and Three D Game Heroes come, I'll be finished with Heavy Rain, and I'll be on to Assassin's Creed Two or something. Oh, I can't wait till we get on that. Yeah, get on that. Wait, what? What? Uh, can you can you list off again what you're doing before you get to Assassin's Creed Two? Nothing. Nothing. Th- that's that's your next one after. That's Heavy Rain? next. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, 
then we can have we can have a let's rebooting on that too. But I'm very tempted to play some other games, um, and I'm trying not to. Like, uh, what was it that I was looking through, and I said, "Damn, I just want to play it again because we were talking about it." What games were we talking about recently? Uh, good question. What games were we talking about recently, Pete? Oh wait, you're not on yet. Oh, we're talking about Mario. No, I'm talking about me and you over Are the you, week. Uh, we're talking oh, about that's... Mario because we were talking about games that we will reveal later on in the podcast. Yeah. And um, let's see, I brought Mario 64 and I was like, damn, I want to play Mario 64. But then there was something else. Golgo 13? No, no. I I, I have that, but I, I'm not really ready to play it yet. Uh, I bought that from eBay like last year. And I still haven't put it in my Nintendo yet. Um, damn. I can't I think of it. I can't. I, I can't really remember. But there what was a game console? What generation? Let's say it's old. It it's might old. be. Oh, oh! I know what it is. It was Metroid. I wanted to play Metroid because I was like banging Metroid Metal in the car. <laughs> uh, yesterday I was driving home. Like, damn, this makes me want to play like Metroid Zero Mission. And then if I start playing Metroid Zero Mission, I'm just gonna go on with the the, the story. Just as it is, Zero Mission, and then like all the primes, and Metroid Two. Right, Super you're you're gonna want to go through the whole like, the whole legacy. Right, and hopefully by the time like I finish Super Metroid, I would uh, it would be August and Metroid Other M would come out. Then I play that and then play Fusion. When so Other M is August. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had no. It's I supposed to come out this month. Really? And it got delayed, and I'm like, oh, goodness, it was delayed. I am not paying attention to these releases. Yeah, I put a, a, a I had posted on Facebook or something like that. I was like, thank goodness. Metroid got delayed because then it gives me more time to finish other games. Right, right. Uh, shit, I'm still on my Castlevania, <laughs> so I can't even worry about that now. Mm-mm. What else you been playing? Uh, a little Pokemon here and there. Poke the man, poke but the man. I've been really busy at work, so I haven't been really able to play it. Uh, this doesn't really count as game, but I got Netflix for the Wii, and I must say that. Uh, comparatively, it's better than the PS3 version because it loads faster and oh, it really? provides the same resolution. In the uh, streaming video, that's not... I mean, even the HD video, I think the uh, the video that's quote-unquote HD, uh-huh. I have not figured out how to make it HD on a PS3. But on the 360, it comes out at um, uh, 1080i. But I think everything comes out at 1080i on the 360. And uh, uh, all my Netflix content on PS3 comes out at 480. Um, I, I've been trying to like fool with the settings to see if maybe there was a setting that allows me to upscale. Because you should be able to upscale DVDs on PS3. Yes, that is correct. And I keep setting it, and I, I'm not getting it. I, the I PS3 even... is not upscaling DVDs? Mine isn't. I mean, I could just be doing a dumb, dumb move and not actually setting it up right. I hope that's the case because, like, it shouldn't be. It it should be really easy. Um, what are you doing? Like, uh, what 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 have you tried? I tried turning on the settings for DVD upscaling to like on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, I okay. haven't actually played a DVD in a while, but I think all the DVDs that I played on my PS3 had been in 480. Um, what? Um, let me try to think. Are you using an HDMI cable? Yes. Um, what, um, 
What movies are you watching? Or, or um, did you watch it on before? Did, I don't did you watch remember. It? Uh, it's just DVD flicks. Because, because um, when like certain movies don't upscale well at all. Like I put in uh, what, what am I put? What am I thinking of? I think I put in The Matrix. Okay, and that doesn't upscale well at all. It looks like a little blurry and just but kind you, of. But it does upscale. Your it, your your TV's resolution does go oh, up. Oh yes, the re- okay. So so oh so you're saying you actually like see the resolution doesn't say 1080. It's not just right. It's 720 it. by 480. Okay, so then oh oh then uh I don't know, buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm not stressing because I have alternatives. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't think I played anything else because I mean I played like five seconds of Half Minute Hero because I'm using my. So PSP you played one sixth of a hero. Yeah, I finished like one stage, which I think is thirty stages. So that's like one thirtieth of Half Minute Hero. Oh, look at that, one thirtieth. Um, what else? Nothing else at all. Oh. Oh, wait. Yes, I played Plants vs. Zombies. <gasps> oh, that's a new game. No. <laughs> and I beat bobsled mode, finally. Oh, what'd you do? I don't know. I <laughs> you don't know? I, <laughs> I focused on... Um, You're like, fuck this game, I don't know. I focused on sunflowers in the beginning, and then I focused that's on... That's fucking zombies. Zombies. The fucking zombies. shit. That's in fucking with the zombies. Bobsleds, right? Uh, Bobsleds yes. came out, and I would either set up um, a tall nut, and they would eat the tall nut, and I would put squash down. Or if I had a jalapeno ready, I copied the jalapeno. I think that that's what really helped. I used the clone. Yeah, that and I copied the, the clone jalapeno. really helps with a lot of the game modes. So I had two jalapenos, and I would able I was able to actually no, I had one jalapeno. I copied the spike weed. So I was able to take out the the, the the Zambonis. Right, right, right. So I took out the Zambonis like really early and whatnot, and I maintained a good course, and then I let some uh, lawnmowers go and whatnot. And then at the end, it just kind of unfolded perfectly, and I got it. And I was happy. I'll never have to play it again. <laughs> Did you? Oh, you had the spike weed, right? Did you upgrade it to the spike rock? No, uh, I didn't do that. Because that helps a lot. Like, have you used that? Have you gotten that and used that yet? That power up? I got it, but um, I never had the chance to really use it because um, I it didn't kept them taking out that, your spike weeds. Well, not even. It's just that I think that it costs too much for how intense they were. Well, you know how often they were throwing the bobsleds at me. Right, right, right. Because apparently they hate me, so they throw the bobsleds at me a lot more than everybody else. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, it's it, it's it is that hard, but you just got to be fast with it. I, I mean, I think the I, I think the spike rocks really do help. Um, if you, what I did, uh, I think sometimes what I do is I I have the spike weeds and I clone the spike rock because the spike weeds don't take too long to recharge, mm-hmm. but the spike rocks do, and so I'd like lay down two spike weeds within like a couple of seconds of each other whenever they recharge, and then I'd. Uh, Stick two spike rocks on top of them if I had enough sun, mm-hmm. because you know those things last for three hits, so it can take out three zombonis with one spike rock. No, no, yeah. not not at the same time, you know. But of like course. when you take when well, you take it a zomboni, then the, the, other, the other. it disappears. Right. So that helps. 
Uh, so plants and zombies. Nothing else. That is all my point. No demon souls No, no, nothing. Well, I don't have demon souls. Oh, that's right. It's it's still in the mails. It's not even in the mails yet. Actually, oh. no. Actually, no. <laughs> actually, actually at, wait. At, uh, no. Wait, but I, no. At, at that at, actually, no. No. Yes. No. It yes. is still being processed. It will arrive in one shipment, though. It should not arrive a- in two, because that would suck. So uh, let, let's see. You got Demon Soul. I'm trying to remember what your Amazon um, haul was. Demon Souls and what else? Well, that's all I got from Amazon. Uh, the others oh. I got from GameStop. I got Mario, Wii, and um. Oh, because you're saying arrive in one shipment as opposed to two, and oh, I know. I was just being stupid. Um, you is stupid. Three yeah. D dot game heroes. Right. That's right. Right. That's what it was, and that's right here. Although, where is my GameStop news? There it is. GameStop order confirmation. Shipping confirmation. Let's see when this game is going to get here. That is... Tomorrow! I don't know. It left their Louisville, Kentucky facility on June 3rd, 2010. Louisville, KTY. Or KY. Jelly. This item is currently in transit to destination. It's jelly. KY jelly. It's jelly. It's jelly. Photo sexing up. Sexing up. Okay. Pete says he'll be on in a couple of minutes, so... Yay! If his so ass wakes playing? up and the rest of his body, I still been I've still been going through um, Castlevania Order of Ecclesia, and I I'm really liking again uh, as this level structure thing goes on. Like it reminds me of um, it reminds me most of Super Mario World, which I know is a very strange comparison, and I forget whether or not I made that last time, but you did. It's, I did not. Mm-mm. Okay, so it reminds me of that in the sense that you know. You you can go through these level. You can go forward and back through these levels whenever you, you know, as you so choose, as you unlock them. It's not like there was there are a couple of reviews that are like it 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 takes Castlevania back closer to the level paradigm where it's just going through levels and not going through a castle, which is true in some sense. But it like to be more specific about it, like the fact that you have free reign to go back and forth. You know, I I, I like that. I, I think it's a good it's a good medium between the whole. Metroid aspect and their old Castlevania aspect. I still kind of want, though, that old like 100% just balls out action, and that's one thing that um, like if you if you play, I I don't know. There's this feeling that this 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 strange like sensation when you play the different uh, when when you think about the difference between something like Castlevania Four or uh or Rondo of Blood and the new Castlevanias. I mean, specifically in terms of the the control and the the feel of the mechanics. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And 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 I suppose it's due to the fact that you are not just limited to a whip. But I mean, you you look at something like Harmony of Dissonance, and that was the same way. That still felt different. Um, I think I think maybe it's because um, these characters are more floaty when you jump around, and the it, it when you when you attack. It just doesn't feel like you're... Shit, it's really hard to put into words! Um, (laughs) There's this very distinct... um, There's this very distinct pattern-based kind of of, uh, philosophy to the old Castlevanias, obviously, because they're older games. Um, And so the enemies kind of move in patterns, and they react in patterns, and in these games, they they just kind of free roam. 
and you know they'll they'll you know they'll they'll do as they please, and I kind of miss that kind of pattern based um pattern based gameplay. And again, I don't think pattern based is necessarily the right word for it, but that that's all I got, so I'll go with it. <laughs> um, but I've always felt that Castlevania, like like we were talking about during our um our let's rebooting, uh, which hasn't been up yet, but it should be up by the time you hear this. I'm sorry. Um. It, it, it's always been like a slower version of Ninja Gaiden to me, where once you learn a level, you can pretty much go through it without stopping. Like there, there's a way to kind of master it and just go through it. Whereas in 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 these Metroid, I'm gonna say it, these Metroid Vania ones, it doesn't. It like because it, <laughs> thank you for the accompaniment. It just feels looser, I guess is the uh, is the proper term for it. So. I don't know. I, I I kind of wanted to go back to that. Hey, it's Pete. Oh my Let's god. Let's call Pete. We'll be right back as we get Pete into the virtual studio. It's, reco- it's, it's recording. Sync up. Three, two, one. Oh. <laughs> we did it again. Actually, I, I, I did the... Hey, this Zeus is dunk. Oh, no, sorry. Somebody kidnapped Zeus. Oh, no. Just dunk. Oh, no. No. I know. Okay. We're back in the virtual studio, and Pete has joined us. We just got through telling people what we've been playing. So, Pete... What have you been playing? Oh, but well, well, I miss what you guys were playing. What are you guys playing? I don't uh, know. I forgot already. Well, that, 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 I'm just kidding. I don't really care. No, yeah. I do care. No, you don't. But ha- has it been heavy rain? For Alidus. Okay, then I, I was care. waiting for you to come on so I could kind of discuss it at length. But um, it can be very spoilerific. Oh. Mm. Okay. Let's mm. save the spoilerific for a, uh, for a, a rebooting, but... Is there anything that you'd care to discuss with Pete that is not spoilerific? No. <laughs> no! That was very. That was a very definitive... Uh, no! Trust me, because like, everything in that game at this point is spoilerific because I'm rather far. No! I've done four out of five, tri- five trials already. Yeah. And I did the doctor thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was like very, very... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It was very uh, suspenseful. That doesn't die twice. I will say my sister walked in during that part, and that's not a part that you want your not entirely video game inclined family member to walk in on. She was like, "Oh my god, what is this?" I'm like, "What?" Because you know, like I've been playing it, and you know, without without talking about exactly what it entails, you know, I'm uh, yeah, I've been playing this game, so I'm I'm used to what it's gonna throw out at you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very it's very mature, like 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 a movie's mature, not like God of War thinks it's mature. So it shouldn't be like, it's not like, oh my god, this is terrible. It's like, okay, well, this is, you know, this is pushing the medium in another direction. So I'm, not, you know, I'm not phased by it. So you're like, I'm like, I'm thinking like, what, what, what is all the uproar? And then I sit and think about it. I'm like, oh, this is very, very metaphorical of a certain act of, of uh, reproduction, except with painful u- tools and stuff, and that's kind of not cool. So I just waited till she left till I, for, for me to finish that part. It's kind of yes. gross. It was kind of gross. And I actually thought that that was <laughs> they were just playing it out for you, like the continue screen in Ninja Gaiden Arcade. And I'm like, dude, this can't be it. This can't be it. There's nothing. I can do. What? This is this is not it. And then and then finally it's like, oh, button prompt. Oh uh, no, not even. I didn't get a button prompt. I got saved by the bell. Oh, I'm sure but that the, that has to be right. Known. No, yes. no, you're right. You're right. But I, I meant after that. Screech button prompts. Mr. Balding. Sh- bal- bal- Mr. Balding. Mr. Belding is balding. balding. Mr. Belding. Whatever showed up and and saved you. Damn right. Well, he was balding. That's true. 
I forgot the words. Good. Wait, when you wake up in the morning. No. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. No, don't do it. Yes, do it. Something, something. It's all right, because I'm saved by the Pete. Um, All right, so we'll yeah. save. Should we save the rest of the talk for an actual like, spoiler? Let, let's save it for a spoilerific. Yeah. Uh, let's rebooting. Okay, because yeah, we were already kind of getting borderline there. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, what you been playing? I've been playing. Yeah. Uh, first, I'll talk about Split Second because I only played a little bit Ooh, of that. Al bought Split and... Second too. Oh well. But you didn't play it though, right, Al? Yes, I did. I'm. Oh, you did too. Oh, I see. I, 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 I that must have gone in one ear and not the other because all I heard mm. was Pokemon and Plants vs Zombies. Mm. Actually, no, I didn't mention it. I just oh, said you I didn't. bought it. And okay. Yeah. I feel like that may have been a poor purchase choice, though, because that game, from the little bit I played, seems like it makes a better rental than a purchase. So I've heard. It, that, that's what I've heard from reviews. Yeah, it seems like um, it seems like it could get like the, the hook of it with all the, the uh, destruction and explosions and stuff can kind of get old fast. Because in a way... It is sort of like, you know, people are comparing it to to, to a kart racer, uh, like putting it in the kart racer genre, and it kind of is because like you got the uh, the power ups and whatnot. But instead of like a, a traditional kart racer where you get like a power up that you choose when to shoot, um, you're really limited in when you can affect the other drivers and stuff. So it's not like, uh, okay, so for example, for me, um, like it's very hard because like if you're, it's not like. Like I'm saying, it's not like a car race. Or sorry, I just woke up. Uh, so, <laughs> so if you fall into last place, you can't easily get back into first place like you can with other kart racers. There's right. not as much like uh, jumping around in, in placement. Um, if you're in first day with the, go, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say if you're in uh, the opposite is if you're in first place, it's not very fun because there's That's... not a lot to do. Like when I I played I played a little bit of it at PAX. Yeah, and like I was, you know, I was in like the middle of the pack, um, and it just made me think. I was like, if I'm in first place, I'm ahead of everybody else. What is there for me to do except just ride around? Like, why is this special? It's not. But yeah. like when you're in the middle of the pack and you're like throwing shit, like buildings everywhere, that's when it's fun. Right. Like if everyone's kind of equally skilled and sticking together most of the race, then you know it can be quite exhilarating. But uh, the the problem comes in that, like, the only way that that would happen is if everyone was good enough to be dodging what was being exploding. And in that case, then what the hell's the point of them anyway? Right. Because, um, like, you know, once you wipe someone out, they were going to fall back a few seconds. And then unless, like, unless the wipeouts, like, the the uh, getting getting destroyed from the explosions or whatever uh, are kind of being thrown to everybody, if everybody's getting affected by them, then you might still all stick together. But, like, once someone gets wiped out and pushed back, if if so, if the people in the front aren't getting hit, then, yeah, like, you're never really going to catch up. The only way to, that would be able to catch up is if they got, like, affected by this stuff. And the only way you can actually trigger something on somebody is if you have them in your field of view and a little um, icon pops up saying, okay, you can trigger an effect right. now. Right, So, like, yeah, even if you have the, like, super, like, thir- okay, the way the power levels go is you get, uh, you get, uh, there's three bars. You get a bar for doing things like drifts, drafts, and jumps. Um... And uh, you can fill up – like one one power bar and two power bars are going to do about the same thing. Like you can only use one bar at a time unless you have all three. In which then case you can you trigger can, to level three. 
Yeah, you can do a, like a super duper explosion. Um, like for instance, if you're on the airfield, it it equates to the like an airplane crashing and like sliding across the airfield. Um, and uh, like yeah, unless you're unless you're still with the pack, you won't you can't just trigger that uh that thing to happen. So like that'd be awesome if you were like in dead last place and it just like alerted you, hey, someone's in this area, you should trigger this now, like to give you a fighting chance, you know, um. The uh the only thing I could say about that game in terms of its gameplay balancing would be is if there was uh any kind of race mode where instead of having the the, the players trigger these effects, it just automatically tr- like the the game itself just automatically triggered them at various intervals or was smart enough to do you know maybe it could use an AI director uh I used air quotes there um uh, kind of like in Left Five Dead yeah exactly because what how much of split second have you played. I've played through the first season, like the first uh, six races, uh, and then like six races on in multiplayer. Okay. I tried so... to do the other events in multiplayer, but nobody was playing any other events. So it was only race and multiplayer that people were doing. Yeah. Do Do they have um, uh, was it Devastator? Not Devastator. De- it starts with a D, but it's the one where you have to race a lap, and all the 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 shit is blowing yeah, up around you. I've... I did do that because that's one of the races in the first uh, first se- quote unquote season. Right, in the but single do they player. have it in multiplayer? I, yeah, and that was fun. But oh, wait, wait, they do have that multiplayer? I'm asking you. Oh, because that know. would be what you're asking for. Yeah, that is what I'd be asking for. The only things I saw in multiplayer because you have to unlock you know additional modes. The only three modes that were open to me were uh, the um, regular race, uh, elimination, and survival. Mm. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that's an unlocked mode, but given the fact that nobody was playing the other two basic modes, I can't even imagine anyone's playing any other mode. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there's people that just, like, you know, did tear up that far and then were playing on that. Oh, that's an <clears throat> Okay, so some other problems with the game. The multiplayer. If you just jump into the multiplayer, you're not going to win. Like, you have to play, like, most of the single player to get a decent car to use in multiplayer. Because ah, even though I played through the first season and unlocked a few cars, I was using the best car I could possibly use, and I was getting slaughtered because people just had like better cars. And I were they sneaking? Like... <laughs> you no. can kind of sneak um, in this game. Oh no! I mean, it, it's not like as bad as Mario Kart, but right. you because there's a speed boost that you can do while you're drifting. If you let go of the gas and hammer on the gas, you get a speed boost through your drift. And oh, I'm wondering. If, I thought it just. I thought it just made your drift more tight. No, it something. actually gives it gives you a quote unquote more powerful drift. Which, when I did it, it just looked like I got. I wasn't skidding anymore, but I was actually driving straight with more speed. Hmm. Skeet skeet. I did what, want to ask uh, what <laughs> console you got it for. I like how you took a drink there. Yes, <laughs> I wanted to ask what uh what console you got it for. Uh, three sixty. Ah, fuck. Oh! What? Why? I guess it on PS3. PS3. Oh, well, it's not like I bought it anyway. I just borrowed it out. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Womp womp. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. I'm glad I borrowed it out because, like, for its faults, it doesn't seem like the kind of racer that I would continue to play. Um, you know, when I was playing the Blur multiplayer beta test demo thing, whatever the fuck they want to call it, I, like... I really, really enjoyed that, and I felt like that is a game that I could constantly go back to, and, you know, it's a fair and equal balanced playing field. Um, rubber band AI. Well, yeah, but the AI can rubber band whatever, but like I'm saying about in multiplayer, 
like it doesn't matter what like what you have you have a fighting chance um you know everyone's everyone's uh, able to get the same power ups and right. as long as you use your power ups wisely and stuff you can go from like last to first or get pulled from first to last and go back and forth uh and that's fine with me i mean that's more of like a uh, a wipeout style gameplay or something like that i like um so the like one thing Mario I... Kart rape. <laughs> well see like i like mario kart um i mean mario kart is a little bit more it, it, it's kind of to the extreme because of items like the blue shell and oh. um get, like blur doesn't ha- really have an item like that it does have something mm. that it supposedly affects the first place driver but it's not an automatic hit it's something they can avoid um and like like i said split second doesn't have something like that at all so uh in a way blur's kind of the happy medium between the two games um, mm-hmm. If we're gonna throw everything into like you know kart racer territory, uh, right. but um, I was gonna say the one thing I will say about Split Second is that it's very very intense. It's very visceral or whatever. Like I just it, I can't. The last time I played a racer where my eyes were that glued to the screen where I wasn't blinking was <laughs> Burnout. I mean, it's just the sense of speed and like panic in a game is like ins- it's insane. And, and, uh, and when I saw it. Um, like I don't, you guys obviously have more experience with it, so you could tell me. But like when I saw, I thought it was very good looking. I thought it was a very, oh, yeah. like, very pretty oh, game. Absolutely, it's it's gorgeous. Uh, all the destruction looks amazing. Um, when you crash, it's a satisfy. Like even though you know you, it's not like burnout where you're making yourself crash. It's someone else making you crash. It's still like kind of a satisfying. You like can make man, yourself I... crash. You know, <laughs> you just do a power oh, play yeah. into yourself. That's true. <laughs> Which I think I've like done. I want this building to fall on yeah. me. I and get, they say you wreck I yourself. Yeah, I, I've had that happen. <laughs> um, but uh, also, uh, just as a aside, I do like the fact that your achievements that you earn in the game show up as like decals on your car. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That was yeah, really it's, cool. it's it's pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, I I think it's a better rental than a purchase. Um, just because I have a feeling that it's it's its faults will keep it from being something that you'd go back to after a couple sessions. Um, so that's all I have to say about Split Second, unless anyone wants to say anything else, in which case I'll move on. Uh, I was just going to say that Split Second was, like, that was the one that captured my interest going into this kind of, this this summer of, of buying games, which probably won't happen because I still have a lot of shit to catch up with, but if I was going to buy something, I was like, yo, I, I played Split Second at PAX, and I really, really want to play it, and then I thought about it a little bit, and you're like, you know, it's not that flexible because of everything that you just said, um, and now, and, but then Blur came out, and I started reading about Blur because I had no idea what Blur was until, like, two weeks ago. I just knew it was an Activision Razor, but I like I, I didn't know exactly what it was. And then I read about it. I'm like, oh shit, I kind of want this. And then it popped up on Steam for forty bucks, and I'm like, oh shit, I really want this. So I don't know if I should just get it on Steam and and, and pocket the twenty bucks, or or shell out the extra twenty to play with you folks. <laughs> but I I, I kind of want that now instead. Wait, you, it's on Steam for twenty bucks? Uh, forty. Oh, okay. as opposed to sixty. That's why I said pocket the um pocket the extra twenty I bucks. I gotcha. But, did you did you check that out as well by any chance or just just split second? Well, you checked blur? out blur, blur. on three sixty the 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 multiplayer demo. Yeah, like that's about as much as I played was the multiplayer demo. Um, I was gonna do, do you know, it, but I decided not to. Do you know if it, oh you so you don't, I was you wouldn't even know I was gonna say do you know if that even still works now that the game's actually out? Uh, it probably does because um, I mean it's just a demo and it only limits you to multiplayer. So if anybody actually doesn't have the game and they want to play it, I think that they would do it, but maybe the community might be a lot 
it, it may have shrunken a lot. I mean, right. I think it's just that actually because I don't want to uh, spend sixty bucks on that game. Like I think that Blur is a good is a great thirty dollar game. Um, forty dollars might be pushing it. Uh, but yeah, like I mean, if the, if people like had the multiplayer demo or just playing that, that'd be awesome because then I could just keep playing multiplayer in that and not have to actually purchase the game. Hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, um, check that out. Yeah, I'm antisocial. You know me. I, I want I want my single player experience. So I can't. That's not gonna. Unfortunately, that's not gonna satisfy me. I generally like my single player experience too, but not so much in racers. In racers, I want to be you know out there racing against human opponents. I don't want to talk to them or anything. Yeah. I just want to race them. <laughs> Especially not on Xbox Live. Yeah. Um, um, all right, so I'm going to move on because speaking of single-player experiences, I also played through and beat Alan Wake. Ah. Um, and I really liked that game. Um, Do, I probably you, you should make it your profile pick again. If, it is if, my... If you haven't changed it. Oh, because they charge you money to change that shit. Yeah, it's my gamer pick still on Xbox Live. has been... Uh, for since yeah. whenever that thing they, the they dawn of that. time yeah um and uh I, i'm proud to have that as my gamer pick but uh the dawn probably, of time probably would have enjoyed the game more had it come out you know when it was for the original for the original xbox because that's what it looks like oh shit oh damn it, i i've heard right. that it looks really good it does it really look that bad the the vistas look kind of good but i mean there are first gen xbox 360 games that look better um oblivion for instance uh i don't well, know oblivion just... is is kind of a, a, above and beyond of its peers so i can understand yeah I'm, that. I'm just thinking of games that like try to do you know like like scenic far off views and stuff and i don't know like it lo- it looks okay it's it's not terrible don't get me wrong but it just when you play it, you you can kind of get the feeling like this this looks a little bit dated um and obviously there's reasons for that because it's it, been yeah. in, in development for so long and I easily got past the graphics or whatever because, I mean, that's not important to me uh, and just got sucked in by the story. The story is awesome, um, if not very f- fucking confusing. Uh, it's really hard to talk about it because, you know, it, it kind of is spoilery um, to even just like the way they do it. It's broken up in episodes and each episode has like a very important part to it. And I wouldn't want to spoil any particular episode. Right. Um it, but it's like six episodes, and they all tie together into one, like overarching story. Uh, but at the end, it gets it's it's very like kind of it, it's almost an Assassin's Creed kind of ending where you're like, what the hell? Yeah. And uh, what the no, literally, what the fuck? No. Yeah. Uh, and it certainly leaves itself open for um, you know, to for them to do more episodes, which there are supposed to be uh, like two more episodes definitely coming out for the first game and I, I hope they do just make a full-on sequel for the game so they can continue the story and uh, hopefully not take as long to develop it. Um, the actual gameplay, I it, when you when you first start the game, you only have... This is one of those games where, again, it kind of annoys me. You have your difficult choices of normal or hard and then there's a third difficulty tier called Nightmare, which you can't play until you beat the until game you beat once. Until you beat the game, right. Which annoys me. Um, I may have actually jumped right into Nightmare if I could would have been allowed because... Throughout the game, it does that other annoying thing that some games do where you have to pick up things in order to get backstory, you know, uh, Bioshock stuff, radio things. Um, that was my little cough thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it does it with these manuscript pages. The uh, The manuscript pages are kind of woven into directly into the story, though. So, like, it's not – they're not just, uh, like, throwaway, like, hey, you know – 
you might want to search for these to get extra story. They're, they are directly woven into the story um, it, for their like existence in the world as well as uh, what's on the pages is also important in relation to the story. Um, you can get through the entire you can go through the entire game without picking any of them up uh, and still I, I mean I don't know if it would if that would affect the story at all um, but uh, I know it's I know it is possible to go through the game without picking any of them up but anyway the, the thing about nightmare is that you are locked out of uh, there are just certain manuscript pages that won't show up in the world unless you're on nightmare difficulty which is stupid like it's like just give me the choice to play it right from that difficulty at the very beginning so I can get the full story one time through. Don't make me have to play through it again. Um, however, I did enjoy it enough that uh, this was also a checkout. So, uh, like, a, you know, I borrowed the game. So I did enjoy it enough that at some point I probably will borrow it out again and play through it on Nightmare uh, to get the full story. But um, See, I, I, I don't know. Why do people do that? Why, why, like, forget about, like, even if they didn't give you the choice to play on Nightmare, why hold back the story? Like, yeah. Because the way I see it is um, the developers give you a normal difficulty level, an easy one, and a hard one, right? Let, let, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Normal is normal. Normal is how they designed the game and how I think I want to play it. That is why it's called normal. If I wanted to alter the game past what the developers intended, then I will take their higher difficulty level. But if they give me a normal choice, then that is normal, and because it's on normal, you should be get, you should be getting the whole story and everything that the game has to offer on normal. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that—that's how they developed it, and that's how that—that's where they should give you what you deserve. Now, Resident Evil for the for the GameCube. That was kind of odd because they only gave you really, really easy or really, really hard. So that was different, but they just <laughs> fucked up there. I'm sorry. The, my and, rant over. And it's okay. In this instance, they uh, did the thing where it's like normal is kind of actually easy, and I wish I had played it on hard, which probably would have been normal because the game presented really rarely any challenge to me. Um, I never ran out of ammo. Ah, uh, like, okay. You, Every time a fight's about to come out, you know something's coming up because they like stockpile you with ammo and uh, you know like the 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 ammo tropes or whatever in this game are batteries for your flashlight, a gun, you know, and then ammo for your gun, um, and sometimes flares, uh, or you get like, later on you get flashbangs, flashbangs, which is really cool because uh, I don't know how much people know about this game, but um, what most of the combat takes place in the woods at night and you're fighting these like shadowy figures where you have to shine your flashlight on them to uh, kind of expose them, uh, expose them out of the shadows. Uh, you have to like hold the flashlight on them for a little bit before they become actually targetable by your gun or like uh, uh, they, or before they can be affected by your gun. Uh, once that happens, then you can shoot them and they'll uh, explode into like this like burst of light. Um, and like, that's not really spoiler cause that's kind of in the trailers and whatnot. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you like the, none of the combat's hard. I mean, uh, you, you always are given so much ammo and enough choice. Like, you know, if you get surrounded, it's easy to just throw down a flare. Like you can like kind of just, uh, back away from the enemies that they move very slow. Uh, you can take a lot of hits on the, nor- on the, quote-unquote normal difficulty so like you can kind of stand there and let them like wail on you and still get them it's it's just there really wasn't much of a challenge but because it was my first time experiencing the story in a way i am glad i played on it because it allowed me to get through it quickly um and just get this the story out of the way so now when i do go back through eventually someday on nightmare uh i'll be able to 
maybe enjoy the actual gameplay portion of it more. Um, although in a way, I also do feel kind of like how I felt about Silent Hill, and this is it. It, it, it runs very parallel with a game like Silent Hill, whereas it it almost seems like the actual gameplay part gets in the way of the really cool story. Um, that's how I felt with with uh, Silent Hill: Shattered Memories was that their random you know their random combat s- s- scenarios just were seemed out of place and like were keeping me from experiencing the story. Uh, in this, it's kind of the same thing. Like you have to get from certain key point in this uh, this mountain town, you know, this uh, whatever this like uh, what are they what do they call it Pacific Northwestern uh, area or whatever and Pacific Northwest. Like, but they they have a, there's a term that they use for that. Oh, like the the kind of like the kind of um locale that it is. Uh, just I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'll take your word for it. it. <laughs> yeah, just take my word for everything. I'm 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 good. Um, sure. But yeah, like so you have to get from one key point to another. For instance, a uh, let me just think. Like I, this this is just off the top of my head. I don't even remember if this is actually the way it goes. But like like uh. A police station to this isn't even right, but I, so I'm just making this up. A police station to a gas station, for instance, just because you, at nighttime you're trying to get from one major source of light to another. Mm-hmm. Um, not that a police station is a major source of light, but it might be the only thing that's like open or something, or you know, available for you to get go into. Uh, and it could be those two places could be separated by you know, like, uh, like a huge distance of like mountains and woods and things like that. I mean, maybe you, maybe one's like on uh one's on a mountain on one side and one's on the mount, like another mountain across like a, uh, a, a chasm of sorts. Uh, not really a chasm, but a valley of, yeah, a valley works better. Uh, and you, you'll, you can see it there and it looks like it's, it looks like it's not too far, but then the game weaves you on this path through these woods uh, and like, you know, makes you go through all this combat before you get there. And, after a while, that kind of gets repetitive too, especially since, like, again, I, since I was playing it on normal slash easy uh, and not really having any challenge, it was kind of just a, a deterrent to the story for me. So um, I think I beat that horse from the ground, so I'm done with that. Uh, you beat that horse from the ground? I said into. Uh, it sounded like you said you beat that horse from the ground. Yeah, I up. said I beat that horse into the ground. Skype sucks. It's your fault. <laughs> um, Is that all you've been I, playing? I, it... Yeah, that's that's all I really played. Um, I think uh, the last time we talked, I may have played a little more Red Dead after that. Uh, did I talk about not being able? To... Last time we, last time I talked on the podcast about Red Dead, did I talk about trying to get into multiplayer at all? Uh, somewhat. I think I may have that I wasn't able to get in, and I still wasn't able to. So, uh, not I don't really have anything more to say about that. <laughs> that's all Red I have De- to say about that. Red Dead's still an awesome game, but I wish I could have tried multiplayer. What is about is it just supposed to be like is it supposed to be just like shootouts or 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 do you actually do like quests together? I forgot. Uh, you said it was like MMOish, right? So I'm assuming quests. Yeah, I think it's quests. Again, I can't really speak to it because I never actually got to do it. Oh, boogie woogie. All right, that's all I've been playing. That's all you've been playing. Al, anything you forgot? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You're right there, buddy. Mm-hmm. I think he's really all right. How's how's that rum vodka punch? Punch rum. No rum. But no it's rum. Good. Just vodka. I mean, it's old, but it's good. I'm it's old. Well, it, I drank it like an hour ago. Oh right, or an right, hour and right. a half ago. Well, that, that's when it starts to, to seep into your bloodstream. All right, we'll be right back with our segment on let's rebutting. We'll be right back. I'm gonna say it again. We'll be right back. 
just turned his fan on, and we gonna talk about this topic. Al, why don't you introduce us to your Let's Rebooting topic, since you are the pioneer of this topic. Sure. As it were. Um, I was just thinking about old games, and I thought that it would be cool to talk about an old game that we played, you know, during its release era. Whether it be Nintendo or Genesis, Super Nintendo, Turbo Graphics, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, N64, Saturn, PlayStation, that kind of thing. Around Genesis that era. does. Um, Can't do this on no friend, though. Genesis does. What did you do? Um, so, so I, let's think up a game that we played then that we couldn't beat for whatever reason. Whether it was too hard or... We didn't have friends to play with to help us get through it, or it was one of those games that was like multiplayer only, or you didn't have it long enough, or any other situation. Any kind of situation that prevented you from finishing the game. Think, Bring that game up, and then think, with the skills that you've gained over the years, could you beat that game now? Same. And possibly, if you have access to the game, maybe uh, try it Try out. it. And we can get some results and come back on another podcast and say, yeah, you know, I fucking kicked that game's ass, or, damn, that game is still fucking hard. One or two. Or both. Uh, I have a, um, I have a small list of things that I thought up of. Does anybody else have a, 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 have a, have anything of intrigue? Or should I, should I spill my beans first? That sounds wrong. Well, you, you already know spill I your have beans, because I need, I need to think of a few. I, I didn't know that this was the topic, but I've been I've been having trouble thinking of of games. I can't use my brain. I can't. I can't, I can't use my brain. Brain. Uh, okay, so I tried to play... So when I was a kid, uh, my friends had DuckTales. You know, the Capcom game for the NES, which is actually a pretty good game. So we'd always play it all together, but I, I personally rarely ever took the controller because I had no idea how to play that game. Because the po- have 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 both of you played this? I've destroyed this game multiple times. So you've destroyed this. I see. Uh, Pete, have you ever played the original Ducktales? Uh, or the original? Have you played Ducktales on um on NES? Um, you know, I can I know what it looks like, but I don't know if I've actually played it. Because at this point, I I mean, I don't know if I remember it from playing it or remember it from like you know vi- other other things making fun of it. Like broke, I think Broken Pixels made fun of it one time, or didn't they? Really? That was a good game. I don't know. Some I remember seeing video of it somewhere. So I don't know if I've actually played it or not. But I know what the game is. So go ahead. You played it. It's hard. It's hard. Well, see, it's not that it's necessarily that hard. However, I was never able to get... And the reason why I asked if you ever played this before is I was never able to get fully comfortable with the pogo stick um, game mechanic. I could never get comfortable with pogo stick either. Mm, that's gross. But so when you jump... So you play Scrooge McDuck, okay, and everything is based around his cane. So when you when you jump and you press down and B, he he sticks his cane downwards, kind of like in Zelda Two when you when you have that downward thrust. Um, and if you hold down down and B, he keeps it down there, and so you start pogo sticking everywhere you go. That includes on top of enemies, and that that's generally how you defeat enemies in that game is to jump on top of them with the pogo stick thing. Or you can sit next to a rock, and he'll do a golf swing, and if that rock, and he'll hit the rock into an enemy, and they'll die that way. But mostly, it's a pogo stick. Um, 
And there are areas where there are a lot of spikes on the ground, so you can use the pogo stick mechanic to clear those spikes. Like, if you pogo stick on those spikes, they won't hurt you. However, they have sections where there are spikes above you as well, and so if you're not careful, if you just pogo stick all around the place, your your head will hit the spikes even as you're trying to protect yourself from the ones below you. So you kind of have to, like, let go of down and B just before your head hits the spikes, and then hit down and be again so that you don't hit the bottom spot. You know what I mean? It, it, it gets like it gets a little bit twisty um, in a good way. You know, it, it's a very skill-based thing, but when I was a kid, I was just like, I don't... I, I Here, you take this. I can't, I can't do this shit. Um, and I tried it yesterday. I, I put it back in and tried it yesterday, and, um, like, this is this is, must have been, like, the third time I had ever played this game in my life, and I got it like that because it's like I... I you know, I remembered how to do it. Now, granted, I died a lot because I didn't know the levels, so like I kept on getting hit. And Al, Al, I know is laughing because he owns this game, but mm-hmm. but I think in terms of like being able to understand how to beat the game and how to play it, I'm at a level where like now you know, and and I don't know necessarily that it has to do with the skills that I've earned as much as okay, now I'm by myself and I have to learn how to do this and let me think. How am I supposed to, you know, how how are my thumbs supposed to move in order to do this the right way? Um, and it, it's one of those things that you draw on, like, with, with games like Ninja Gaiden and other things that are, like, very very reflex-based that you just kind of, you either get it, like, after doing it a lot, or you're just hopeless. Um, at least that's how I feel about it. Next! Um, uh, next. Um, uh, 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 just curious uh, if you've figured anything, anything out yet. Uh, still logging. Okay. Well, my game is also from NES era. Uh, I have quite a few, but I just this is the game that made me think of this topic, and it's uh Joe's Revenge for NES. Joe's Revenge, which of course, which was well, Joe's the Revenge, you know, the shark, the one based on the movie. Oh, Jaws Revenge. It sounds yes, like you said Joe. Joe's, as in Joe's Joe and Mac. No, no, I own that game too. That game was easy. Oh, uh, Jaws: The Revenge was a silly little game where you had to like stab Jaws in the mouth multiple times with a diver and throw like depth charges and shit. And um, it, it was silly because it was like you had to start out with a boat on like some kind of overworld map, and you had to search out Jaws with a, a sonar or something, and then you would have these multiple methods of trying to like dispatch him. You get him weak enough and then you get to move on to the next part. And it all kind of culminated in the whole um, ram jaws in the mouth with the boat scene at the end of jaws. (laughs) And I never managed to beat that. I never managed to like actually because there's a certain amount of progress you had to make to get to that point. It's kind of like Ghostbusters where you had to have a certain amount of PK energy to oh. get into Zool. Oh, that game. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of like that with Jaws. And if you didn't make it to that point, then you lost the game near the end. And I I think I've only gotten up to the Ram Jaws in the mouth of the boat scene once, but I didn't actually pass it. <laughs> That's quite a mouthful. <laughs> Ram Jaws so, in the mouth um, scene. I think that I could probably do it now if I had the will to do it, but it's an LGN game, which means... It's oh, no, game. no, absolutely not. Don't so torture I, yourself. I, I don't even want to like play it, <laughs> but um, there are other games that I did want to play. Like Blaster Master, I've always wanted to finish that game, 
and it's on Virtual Console, so I would, you know, I'm, one of these days when I actually have the will to do it, I will buy Blastmaster, and, um, damn, somebody's calling me. I wonder who it is. Does it's your house! I have no idea what that means. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would have to get up, which would mean that in order for me to get up, Pete would have to be ready. I can randomly talk about something, I guess. Like, I don't know, like, when I think about games I played as a kid, because I, again, I mentioned this numerous times, but I grew up playing uh, point-and-click adventure games, mm -hmm. and uh, mostly the Sierra-based games, games like Police Quest, King's Quest, Space Quest, games like that. Uh, mm -hmm. And when I was young, obviously, I struggled with them because I just, my, my little brain wasn't logical enough to really figure out. Little or brain. Or, <laughs> or illogical enough to figure out what the uh, answers to some of the puzzles were. Um, when I've gone through them, like, throughout the various years, like, I mean, every couple of years I might go back and try some, uh, and, like, I've, I know even just a couple of years ago at, at some, uh, sometime within the past five years, there was a lot of the Space Quest games on, uh, GameTap, um, and they were actually free, you didn't have to even have the GameTap subscription or anything like that, uh, so I remember, or maybe I had a free trial. Maybe that's how I got to play them. Either way, I played a bunch of them for free, and I was able to make through most of the games um, without any difficulty. Uh, of course, with a lot of those games, um, sometimes, again, they're just so illogical. Like, without using a fact, you, like, really have to, like, uh, just get lucky. Um, Draw the mustache on the ID and then put a mustache on your face. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I just think about games like that, um, and... Uh, my my classic example is that the, the Mist and uh, Riven games, obviously, because but that those are I've already conquered because, uh, yeah, I I was able to beat them, fifteen years. Wait, no, not fifteen years ago, ten years ago. So see now that technically doesn't count, but it counts at the same time because it is a game that you played when you were younger, but you already made the conquering on that. Yeah, and same thing with the like the adventure games. A lot Made of them I've the gone. <laughs> a lot of them I have gone back to since I've been a, since I was a kid and played them, and I've already you know beaten them either mm -hmm. by my own sheer smartness or uh, or through the use of helpful facts. Um, if I think of like NES games, the like the major one that comes to mind is Ninja Gaiden, and I don't think I could even beat that today. So mm. just because mm. like it does have infinite continues. But even so, you just yeah, yeah, it does. When the screen goes black, you just press start. Oh, okay. But you still, <laughs> like, when you when you continue, you start from the beginning of whatever that like chapter is, right? Uh, yeah, yes, I think so. Yes. Yeah. So that would still be painfully difficult. Well, I think like sometimes when sometimes that's the best way to do it because then you have a fresh start with all your lives. If you know what I mean. I guess. Although I feel like. If you like with any game, if you kind of have to keep doing the same parts over and over again, you kind of like the parts you know how to do. You start trying to get through quicker, and you just like fuck up more, and then just make yourself more frustrated, and then try to get through it even quicker, and then fuck up more, and make yourself even more frustrated. You know what I'm talking about? I I would I if if that happened to me because it doesn't like with Ninja Gaiden specifically. Like sometimes you kind of have to do it fast. There are parts where you have to rush through them because otherwise the enemies will spawn at you and like you'll miss your chance to have beaten them. Like Ninja Gaiden's a very, uh, I I said I was saying this before about Castlevania being a slow version of Ninja Gaiden, but Ninja Gaiden for for me at least has is has always been very much a keep going, keep going, just go kind of game where well, yeah, if you stop one... and you think a little bit too much, you'll get hit and you're done. 
So it's kind of yeah. like you kind of have to just keep in, keep it going, and then sometimes you stop, and that's the part. Those are the parts where you have to learn where you, like you stop and you're like, all right, what do I have to do here? Let me wait for this timing to go. But it's it's very much just a you gotta have it down pat, and so sometimes the only way is to just <laughs> fuck up so much that you're like, okay, now I gotta rush through this, and then ah, you beat the level, and then the next time you play it, you don't you don't remember how you beat it. Yeah. yeah. Then the, the rough part is when you get to the final stage of Ninja Gaiden and you make it to the boss and then you're down to the boss and you gotta go through the whole stage again just to get to the boss. And you, you kind of fuck up here and there on the stage, but you're really having trouble on the boss. And getting to the boss is hard in and of itself. Mm. So then you wind up using all your lives to get to the boss. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, fuck, I only have one chance to beat the last boss. That's a good point. Pretty rough. And then. I was going to say, I think that um, you get to fast forward to the, because the, there are three bosses or two bosses, three bosses at the end of the game. I think you get to fast forward to the final, final boss if you make it to that final, final boss. Like any boss that you previously defeated, you don't have to defeat again, but I could be wrong. I, it's been a while since I played Ninja Gaiden on um, Virtual Console. Wait, say that again? Uh, the final boss that you... Uh, you know, there's three bosses at the end of... Ninja oh, Gaiden. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that crap. I mean, I don't want to um, spoil it. I mean, it's such an old game. It doesn't really matter. But there's the dad, there's Shakyo, and then there's the dragon. I think and I think once you die at the dragon, it starts you at the dragon. Yeah, I think it starts you at the dragon once you get that far. Um, because I remember keep continuing to try it and try and try it when I was playing a virtual console. And I have my, my game is saved at stage six. So I have to go through like all that mayhem of stage six... And then I just go straight to the, the Dark Dragon. Yeah, I um, I had to review that for GameSpot. And so mm. I kept on trying and trying and trying and trying. And, like, I finally got to the last dragon, and I came within inches of beating it. And I'm like, you know what? I played this whole game. I died. I'm, I'm done. I'm reviewing it. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like sometimes, like with with games, like I I always have a you better beat this game before you review it policy. And this one was just like, look, I got to within one life bar of beating him. I basically beat the game. I'm done. Um, and I can't remember if I I, I did the same thing for Ninja Gaiden two. Um, but the, both of those bosses on the on those. Uh, funny. I actually finished Ninja Gaiden two, and I didn't think that, that was that hard. The game as a whole is less difficult because it feels more refined. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I still, I still remember getting stuck at that last boss. So mm. that's just me because I suck at that game. Mm. Uh, what else is on my list if we're going to go around in a circle? Um, Castlevania Adventure for Game Boy. Mm, I, uh, I wouldn't even want you to go back to that game. I'd rather you just go to Rebirth. Well, you're right. I mean, I kind of want to go back to it, but I kind of feel like if I uh, if I decided to try it, it there, there'd be some kind of feeling of accomplishment if I if I was able to to beat it. Because like, it's one of those things in, in the past where you're just like, I can't like, I just can't get my mitts around it, and I can't really get it. But now that you know we've played all these terrible games <laughs> and other like difficult games, and we've 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 learned how to become accustomed to to shitty controls or whatnot, and this actually. Um, this actually comes into play with one of the other games on my list. Uh, you you kind of feel like, you know what? I, I know what to expect now. It's not all because you've gained skills, but more because you're... Uh, somewhat because of that, but also somewhat because it's like, I know what to expect, and I know how to prepare myself for it because I've played this one game before, and I've had like several years to sleep on it. So I kind of want to see if I could pass that first or second stage. 
because I always got stuck at stage two. Um, and it's, I mean, it's probably relatively short, right? Like, it's it's four stages, and, and the the Rebirth one, like, have you seen, I haven't seen any footage of Rebirth. Like, is it is it literally just another Castlevania game that is, that, you know, it's it's in the spirit of Castlevania Adventure, or did they actually take the levels and kind of, like... I believe um, they took the entire game, and they just updated the graphics and made the controls better. But I haven't, I didn't buy it yet. I'm I'm tempted to take out my Game Boy and just start playing that now to see how far I get. Damn, um, you still have it? Yeah. But um yeah, I could go on to the next one or I could go back to Al. Al. Hey, Al. Hey. Hey. Um well, there's Google 13 Top Secret Mission by Victor K. I've always wa- I thought it was Victor Kai. Oh, no. sorry. I I thought so American just cuz it was a Japanese. Oh. Yes, I used my American <laughs> accent on that one. Uh, but, yeah, so tell I, tell us about that game first, because um, I've always seen it, and I just don't know what kind of game it is. Like, I've seen screenshots. It's, it's basically a side-scroller, but there oh, okay. are some first-person scenes in it. Like, uh, have you ever played Festus Quest? Yeah. It's basically like the first-person scenes in Bogle 13 are the first-person scenes in Festus Quest. And it's kind of like, um, you know, you're going through like these hallways, and there are guys... Hiding behind walls and stuff like that, I guess. I don't really remember 100%. But I know that when I was younger, I was... You were yawning. Yep, I was yawning when I was younger. Like a little baby. I was never really comfortable playing first-person scenes. Like, there were games that I used to play on um, PC. Like, certain... I don't even remember what the PC was. One of my uncles, or my father's brother, I should say. He had um, some kind of dungeon crawler game. I used to love playing it, but like I was in first-person perspective, and so mm-hmm. I didn't really like play it as hardcore as I would play any other game because I would proceed, you know, move very slowly because I didn't want things popping up on me and then catching me by surprise. I wouldn't be able to take care of them. Uh, so there was a scene in Gogo 13 Top Secret Mission where you had to basically like swim like scuba dive in the agency and sneak up in some like base and then once you got into the base it would go into a first person scene and uh my little mind couldn't handle it i turned it off and little brain brain. yeah so uh i i'm my i know that my progress is like still stuck there because i bought the game for nintendo last year or two years ago or something I never put it in the Nintendo yet to play it, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I would definitely be interested in trying to go through that and finish it. But um, I, don't, I don't know. I'd have to really, really force myself to pull my Nintendo out of my closet and play it and whatnot. Now, is it a good game or is it just like, eh? Like, yeah, um, I, guess. I I enjoyed it. I don't know if it's a good game to like recommend to other people because it's just. It's unique to a point. You basically like you walk around and you shoot stuff, but sounds like a video mm, game. It's a video game. Yes. <laughs> you walk around and you shoot stuff. That's that's pretty much what the game is and then you have to find I don't even know if you have to do any like real work, like find clues, but you might have to. Uh-huh. It's been so many years. I mean, I played that game when I was like 8 or 9 years old. Little Wayne. Circle Little jerk boy. Pete. Um I don't know how 
like how dated this has to be. Like it, it doesn't. It's I just kind of put N64 well, and back. Okay, because like I'm thinking of uh, there's there's specific um, bullet hell shooters like the old R type games, but then going up to like uh, the 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 one one sh- like side scrolling you know flying shooter game like it's hard to use the term shooter now because shooter means something else right but uh like the one shooter game that I've always wanted to be and never have been able to was Einhander for the PlayStation um that game was uh incredibly difficult uh and it like it was a it, at the time I thought it was like a gorgeous looking shooter uh you know like early polygonal graphics and stuff but I think I, I don't remember. I think it still kind of holds up today, just like in an in an artistic way. Um, it it uh it kind of I don't know. It has a uh a uh I'm trying to think of like how to describe it. Thesaurus. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it, it looks it's still in my mind because I remember playing it even after it had been out for a while. Like uh like using you know playing it on PS2 using backwards compatibility or whatever. Um, but even that wasn't so much. So I don't know if I'd be able to if I found a copy of it. Uh, and put it in my PS3 if I still think it looks good. But it was just a, uh, it was an incredible challenge. And uh, growing up, my father used to play a lot of those games. Um, like, uh, like I said, like the R-Types and uh, what it, Gradius is a, another one, right? I think yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. R-Type, Gradius. Um, uh, I think those are the main two back in the day. I mean, yeah, there was like, like. I definitely remember R-Type because it just had like, it had like incredibly screen-filling bosses. Colibri! And, uh, the f- the world's first and last hummingbird shooter for the 32x. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I remember watching my father play, it and he was pretty good at them. Uh, and I would try, and I would just fail miserably because I just, again, little Pete couldn't handle that kind of stuff. Little um, Pete, little boy. <laughs> um, but again, I I mean, I've tried to do bullet hell shooters today, like uh, you know, games like uh, Ikaruga and um. Okay. Like what else is there? There's uh, there's even that like that really weird uh, kind of indie developed one that's on Xbox Live Arcade. I, I think Aegis Wing, I think is the name of it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that, I'm not good at. Like, I just, I don't, I don't think I have the reflexes anymore for that kind of stuff. Um, there's uh, there's even a bullet hell shooter on my iPhone that like I'm pretty terrible at. So if I did go back to those games, I don't think I'd actually be able to conquer them now any better than I could have then. Yeah, those. I I think with me, I think the opposite is true. I don't think I ever had, not that I ever had, but I don't think that I could have ever played those when I was like a lot younger. And oddly enough, you know, you you start like look. So, so let's think about athletes. It's like with age, you start to get slower, and you know, you're, you you have to like change the way that you you know play your sport because your body can't handle it anymore. But in this sense, like I think my like with more focus. As as you get as you age and as you you start to focus more on things, um, because your brain has to focus more on things like that translated for me into better reflexes. Like I don't ever think that I could have um, gotten as far in Ikaruga as I currently can, which is still not very far. But like if I was ten, no way, you know. <laughs> that game no came out way. Ten, it'd be ridiculous. That's true. <laughs> There's no way I could have done that. Um, is it me now? Okay, so the other one on my list that I had was, uh, let's see down here, Shinobi for the NES. Not the arcade one because those are, um, 
those are what's it called? Th those are pretty good in terms of control. But the NES one in particular, the Tengen port with the, the shitty black uh, black cartridge, was I pretty. That, that was a port of the arcade version. It was, but I'm saying that the arcade version and like the Turbo Graphics version and the Genesis versions were solid. Like they controlled well. Yeah. The NES one did not. <laughs> like not at all. Like the, like I don't know if you remember the jumping felt very like. Um, it didn't feel like you were jumping. It just felt like you were being pulled up by a rope and then lowered by a rope with the same velocity. <laughs> you know? It's been... I, I mean, I remember playing Shinobi maybe when I was 9, 10, or something. So, I really don't remember anything about it. I didn't get that far in it. I, um... My my one friend who who would always bring it over to play, like, he he would always somehow manage to get to, like the like the fourth or fifth stage or something and I, I had no idea how he'd do it but um I think I, 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 I tried it like sometime last year and I was actually able to get to the third stage and that's something I, I, I couldn't even I could not even meet the first boss mm. in that game back when I was a kid. Not at all. And like now is again it's more of a knowing how bad the controls are, knowing how to prepare yourself mentally for like how painful it's gonna be to try to play that game. Um but I don't ever recommend anybody ever play the NES port of that because it is terrible. Like, just and it's done by a fake ass Atari. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Tengen or Tengen? How do you pronounce it? I think it's Tengen, but who knows? It's American. Yeah, I have a few more games on this list. Uh, I'm just gonna read them off. Zelda 2, which is you know already kind of, it's already been kind of done. I just had to throw it up there because it fits the topic. But I've already done that. Um, Street Fighter 2010, I actually got to the th second or third level. Um, and Bionic Commando, I think, is one of those things where really it is skill-based. Like, uh, I can't, I still can't beat Bionic Commando. Like, I'm playing Rearmed, and I'm rather far in it, but I... But Rearmed is, is still a little, is different enough, right? Like, if you actually play the regular Bionic Commando, like, you don't think maybe you could still, you could, you know... I don't think I'd do any better. <laughs> really? Okay. Really, I mean, Bionic Commander Rearmed, I would say, might be easier, marginally easier than the original Bionic Commando. Mm. Well, I, that, that's it for my list. Anybody else have any more before we uh, quickly move on to topics? Um, any Mega Man game? And uh... <laughs> I actually, I actually, that that's I did have that on my list, but I said any Mega Man game after three, because when I was a kid, I could beat three. Ah, uh, um, and I would just throw in also uh, Super Mario Brothers two. Not because it, I, I don't know if it was just too difficult, but I just, I never liked it, so. <laughs> Are you talking about the American Super Mario Brothers 2? Yes, the American Super Mario Brothers 2. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually managed to finish that, but I don't think I've ever finished every single stage in that game. I've only, I think I've only finished it through warps. In two? Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't even find the freaking warps. I just get, like, I, I had it for Game Boy Advance, and it was a great port, but I just, I was just never into that game, so I just, uh, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> As a result, um, the only games that I can really mention, since you brought up Mega Man X, well, Mega Man, I would say. Oh, I didn't even think about X. I, I still don't think I could be X two or three today. Uh, uh, X one, yes. X four, no. X five, I could beat X four, I think. But X four or five, one of those two games is like every single stage is impossible to beat. I'm like, why would you even bring out this game? <laughs> It was so stupid. I, I heard. The, I heard was. the Game Boy Advance ones got really brutal. You mean like the Mega Man Zero? Yeah, yeah. I want to get the the collection for DS because uh, I have Mega Man Zero, the first one, and I 
did pretty well and I finished it, but I never got any of the uh, the sequels. I'm scared of I those games. Definitely. I really am scared. I love those games. But X is just like, they love you dude, too. what the fuck? And I have Mega Man X Collection, but of course, since I don't have any GameCube controllers, because I have a GameCube, I haven't played it yet. I, it's probably still in a shrink wrap, because I haven't been able to play it. All right. Any la- uh, oh yeah, Pete. Pete was the one who said the Mega Man games. Uh, have we have we horsed this beaten into the ground? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Let us move on to our final discussion point, which we'll get to after we take a break. See you later. Topic of stuff, and uh, apparently, um, apparently, we 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 it's it's in talks to tax us for our video game systems, among other electronics, not just video games. But I, I shouldn't just call this a, a necessarily a is this a tax? Yes, it is a tax on it consumer electronics. Tax. As the as the uh, originator and the progenitor and the uh, inventor of this story, Al. I didn't invent this. Why story. don't you sum it up in three point four six words? Uh, no, tax is bad. Met. <laughs> um, yeah. So, whew, the FTC oh is proposing to Congress that we set up a tax on consumer electronics, five percent, <laughs> which means that. You're going to be paying 5% more on anything that's electronic that you use pretty much for entertainment purposes in your house. Um, and that money, in as a part of the plan, is used to uh, subsidize newspapers. Um, because newspapers are suffering because primarily because of the internet. Uh, I, I think also newspapers may be suffering because is that is uh, that so is that the justification that they use? Did they actually say that, or is I mean I, I know it's kind of obvious to us, but I'm just wondering if they actually said that and it was like, well, this is why we're saying this is why we think this should happen. No, 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 no. They are not saying that. That's why they're saying that. That was just your commentary. My my commentary which is, is that true. The internet is killing newspapers, which I believe is a very true statement. But what they're doing is they're trying to subsidize newspapers because they're, you know, they're basically working on mostly ad revenue and, you know, paying 50 cents for a newspaper or a dollar for like a Newsday or I don't even know how much you charge for New York Times or not every day. But I don't think that that even covers the um the amount of money that it takes to support the newspaper every day. I think that it's more along the lines of the ad revenue and blah blah blah. Um but I had gotten this article off of Kotaku which actually pulls it straight from uh FTC.gov. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just gonna quickly read over this article written by Luke Plunkett. Blunk. Hopefully I can quickly read it. Um He says, as part of a draft plan to, quote, save journalism, as in, quote, save newspapers, the Federal Trade Commission is making a number of proposals to Washington, 
among them is a 5% tax on consumer electronics. Hey, game consoles are consumer electronics. It's already been dubbed the iPad tax by some hipsters, and I think that really fucking sucks. That's my personal commentary, because not every... Well, he basically says it. He says, but really, that's a little stupid. Consumer electronics isn't just iPads or iPhones or iMacs. It's a Zoom, a DS, a 360, a PS3, a TiVo, a tablet, a laptop, and a Well, you know, hipsters well. are stupid in the first place, so... Yeah. Uh, the thing behind this... Take a shower! <laughs> the thing behind the tax is that it would generate $4 billion annually for the U.S. government, which it could then use to subsidize the continued operation of failing media outlets like newspapers, who have seen their ad revenues drop by over 40% in the past decade. Right. Putting aside concerns of how this would generate a conflict of interest between the media and the federal government, it's astonishing to think that consumers could be slugged an extra 5% of the register when buying a PlayStation to help save a newspaper. While 5% doesn't sound like much, on a $500 purchase, that's an extra $25. And then he says, finally, before you grab torches and pitchforks, though, note this isn't law. It is, it's not even the final word from the FTC. It is, as the FTC puts it, solely for the purposes of discussion. Well, mission accomplished. Since we're <sighs> that's discussing what I say it, to too. That. I see. Okay, so I, it, it's, it's kind of... I, I'm not going to say that, you know, just ta like taxing a problem to make it go away is always the right solution anyways. But I feel like just singling out consumer electronics is kind of weird, you know. Yeah. And I, I, can, I can understand the, the, the motivation is, oh, it's because we think it's that, that consumer electronics is why, you know, newspapers are suffering. But I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It, it smacks very slightly of... You know the you know governments saying, "Ooh, violent video games are bad, but it's okay to have violent movies and books and, t and TV." You know, mm. like singling out something. It just doesn't really taste right in my mouth. Now, never mind the fact that taxing it in the first place is not you know not really the way that they should be going about this. All right, newspapers. Okay, they should be adapting. All right, times are changing. That's the bottom line. I like print. I I you know I lament the death of magazines. I lament the death of CGW, of EGM, though it's, you know, some, for some different reasons th that they went away. Although some of it can be attributed to the death of print. Whatever. I lament that. But you know what? They, you find a way to, 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 to change your revenue stream, to adapt, to move on. New York, the New York Times has an iPhone slash iPad application that you can pay for. Okay? Um, I don't know if there's a subscription fee for that, but whatever the case may be, they're adapting. Right? They're making a change. Uh, all their stuff is online, okay, and I, the last time I looked at the New York Times online has, has been God, I don't know when, but I just remember that every time someone would link me to a story, they'd be like, you know what, you kind of have to sign in because this is how we make our money. And I'm like, all right, you know what, fair enough. So this is <laughs> And at that point, I usually go, all right, fair enough, I won't read your news anymore, bye. <laughs> right, but if I wanted to read the news, then I would pay for it because, again, that's how they make their money. Mm-hmm. And it and you know me not paying for the news would just I just be like well you know what that it's because I would borrow a friend's newspaper anyway you know it's not like but like, yeah if I wanted to read it on my own then I would pay for it because you should I mean that that's that's pretty much what it comes down to for me I don't know what you think about this whole taxation thing or or if it's if it's the right move or even even if it's the wrong move like what the solution is if there is any solution beyond but I don't know I, if there is a solution I mean it's. Even if they tax and save the newspapers, people. St oh, sorry, fuck. To my phone volume, about back off. Um, 
I don't think it's going to cause people to read it anymore, so it's not going to, like, it's not going to increase circulation, which is still going to, like, lead them to the ultimate problem of people not viewing the newspaper and thus not viewing ads and whatnot. And obviously the ads won't matter if they were able to subsidize it, but still, like, you're just, you're going to stave off the extinction of it. That's it. Right, and 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 something else troubles me about the whole subsidy. Subsidy. Can can you, Al? Can you re uh, refresh me on the whole subsidy part? Like, uh, what are they saying about like who's going to try to subsidize the newspaper content? The government. Um, well, we are. Um, according to the thing, like, I'm, oh, I'm you mean looking... just by the tax? Yeah, the tax. The money is supposed to go right to, among other things, the newspapers themselves to help keep them running. Um, I'm actually looking at the document now, here and there, and they actually state they have uh certain things, like nine points that they call. Uh, they have they say here, to provide background, staff's key observations and conclusions to date are as follows, and they have as the first nine points the current state of the news, and they talk about um how journalism is facing uh so many different avenues with which to um to, to of which to present their media right and they say we include within the term newspapers online news websites run either by an existing newspaper or by an online only news organization um they're just talking about basically it says, studies have shown that newspapers typically provide the largest quantity of original news to consumers over any given period of time um then they say that Eighty percent of revenues come from advertising. Twenty percent come from subscribers. Uh, the revenues have from advertising have fallen about forty-five percent since the year two thousand. With the advent of the internet, advertisers have many more ways with which to reach consumers. So that's that whole blaming the internet sort of kind of quote unquote. And uh, then they talk about. Uh, Oh, although newspapers print advertising revenues are significantly smaller than they were at the beginning of the 21st century, many newspapers still receive approximately 90% of their advertising revenues from print advertising, with somewhat less than 10% coming from online advertising. Uh, so basically, they rely still on their print revenues. Then after right. the nine points, uh, they discuss new sources of revenue and new types of news organizations. And so then I didn't really get to reading those three points then there's another point uh that says will experimentation be enough another five points and then they have proposed policy recommendations now i'm just going to read like the last point of the um will experimentation be enough Mm -hmm. they go in some newspapers have not yet found a new sustainable business model and there is reason for concern that such a business model may not emerge therefore it is not too soon to start considering policies that might encourage innovations to help support journalism into the future. So I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to save journalism because journalism is dying in the print format and the actual people behind journalism aren't doing anything or aren't succeeding in their attempts to help keep journalism innovative and they keep it afloat. Right. I mean, if that's... I, I, again, I, I support print i you know i lament the death of magazines i i just don't think that this is the if, if anything is the answer it's not this you know mm-hmm. well the the tax is not the only thing and that's what i was really looking for right like right. i'm 
Shoot, I'm looking at something here. I think that this is one of the the main points. They have, um, where is it? All right, potential revenue sources from changes in law. And this point A is additional intellectual property rights to support claims against news aggregators. And they go through this whole long thing and they talk about uh, lawsuits. You're shit. farting a lot today. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ugh. Blah, blah. Stuff that I'm just not even like interested in reading at this point. Collaborative actions and antitrust exemptions. Uh, allow news organizations to agree jointly to erect paywalls so that consumers yeah, must erect. pay for access to online content. So basically, like, if back then New York Times things where they let you read like five articles and then they say pay for more, now it's like in order to read anything, you gotta pay. Right. Uh, and you know what? I, I think I'm I'm alright with that. I mean, I, I I would be alright with that too. I There are other outlets where I get my news and I don't have to pay, which mm-hmm. that's essentially what it boils down to. Um, and if I, if I wanted to get the news reported in a quality way because, you know, by all accounts, New York Times is, for example, is a quality outlet, um, Jason Blair notwithstanding, uh, you know, I will pay for it. Exactly. I mean, I pay. I I have an I have a subscription to IGN and to Gamespot because I don't want to see the ads, you know. Or I had a subscription mm-hmm. before I wrote for them, but you know, point. Of course, you know. Uh, and then the other proposal is to allow news organizations to agree jointly on a mechanism to require news aggregators and others to pay for the use of online content, perhaps through the use of copyright licenses. So um, I guess news aggregators like uh, feeds and stuff like that. They gotta pay to be able to provide the fee, uh, right. feed. Um, and here we go: potential revenues from indirect and direct government support. Uh, there's a history of government subsidies, tax breaks, and stuff like that. Increased government funding. They are proposing um, increased funding for the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Establish a national fund for local news. Provide a tax credit for news to news organizations for every journalist they employ. Citizenship news vouchers, grants to universities. I'm really trying to find out where this consumer electronics tax is. I'm on page 19 so far. <laughs> you just scroll through this whole thing. Um, I mean, I, I, you see. know what? I get scared when I see you know government subs- like you know government direct government support financially because. <sighs> Not like I'm super paranoid and not like I'm super political either. Like, in fact, I hate politics and I try to stay away from that mm-hmm. because there are too many people who hate each other for no reason. Yeah. But, but I get paranoid and I start to think, like, direct government support potentially means government control over content. Mm. Do I want that? No. No. Especially in – no. And I found... Especially no. <laughs> C is here. Proposals to pay for increased public funding. Here are the proposals for to pay for increased public funding. One is a tax on the broadcast spectrum. Uh, they argue commercial radio and television broadcasters are given monopoly rights to extremely lucrative spectrum at no charge. And this is a massive public subsidy. They therefore suggest the revenues generated by that spectrum be taxed at a rate of 7% 
which would result in a fund of between 3 and $6 billion. Oof. In exchange, commercial broadcasters would be relieved of any obligations to engage in public interest programming, which the broadcasters claim cost them $10 billion annually. Hmm. Then the second one is the tax on consumer electronics. 5% tax on consumer electronics would generate $4 billion annually. Then there's a spectrum auction tax, advertising taxes, and an ISP cell phone tax. What's that? What? They suggest consumers could pay a small tax on their monthly ISP cell phone bills. What is an ISP cell phone? Anyway. Internet service provider? Yeah, but what's an ISP cell phone? Like an iPad? That's or, not really or an, an iPhone. I know it's not it's not a cell phone, but it's using a cellular network to provide internet access. That would mean every cell phone. Yes. Pretty much. I mean the way they're I already saying pay enough ISP fucking cell... taxes on my phone. I don't need more. That's true. Pretty yeah. much. Um they say they suggest consumers could pay a small tax on their monthly ISP cell phone bills to fund content they access on digital services. A tax of three percent on the monthly fees would generate six billion dollars annually. They note, however, this is the least desirable approach because demand for these services is, quote, elastic, and even a slight rise in price could result in people dropping the service. That That's very true. That's very true because you see what AT&T is doing, and Pete is probably going – well, Pete out of the three of us is the one that's most directly affected by it. Right, right. But AT&T is um, changing their unlimited data service plans. They're not – like, as far as I know, I mean, I only read one story on it, so I don't know all the details, but it, it – they're introducing new services that are going to take the place of unlimited, but I don't think they can actually cha- I don't think they can actually pull me back off of unlimited since I've already signed up for that service. If they're they do, going... mm-hmm. I was going to say if they, they do. do, then it just would it would con- it would enable me and Desiree to uh, basically void our contract um, because they would have changed our service agreement. Uh, right, that's not the. In which case, it, it's we would exactly what you had said. They're they're implementing a new data plan starting June seventh. But if but for any reason you change your unlimited data plan that you currently yeah. have, right, you have then to choose we, one of theirs. Right. Um. But as long as we don't change it, I believe we're still entitled to the data plan. Although I don't know if we use it anyway. Um. And in uh, in, in a way, it. it it might actually be a good thing because the data, in, in my mind, the data plan is too expensive as it is. And if we don't use that much data, uh, having a less expensive option is kind of nice. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing we're worried about is that if we, I mean, this is completely going tangential now, but if we were to switch, uh, we would be upset that we lose, you know, the ability to have that unlimited plan in, you know, forever. I thought that the uh, limited data plan was only like $30 or something like that. It is, but, but I mean- the... Yeah, I mean, fifteen dollars. The other, the their their low end plan is fifteen dollars. That is half the cost. So that is, uh, like you know, it's fifteen dollars on for each of us. So it's thirty dollars overall. That's kind of a desirable price drop for us. Mm-hmm. True, but it is also uh like well, it depends on how much data you use, of course. Like if you right. are the kind of person who's you know constantly on the internet on your phone, you're downloading apps and the apps using the internet. Then you you're kind of like three gigs a month. Then you're going over the two gigs that they give you for the fifteen dollar plan. Um, actually, I thought it was twenty five. Twenty five is their high. Is their according to the story I read? Yeah, it's fifteen and twenty five. So it, both plans are still cheaper than the current data plan. But we are technically paying right now. Me and her are only paying twenty four because of a discount we got, like twenty four yeah. each. So, right. um, and you know, we get that, we have our contract for two years. So, uh, 
we may just hold out on what we have for two years. But they are going to also yeah. have a data tracker. They're like, again, this is getting, but this is like going off the topic into just personal territory. But uh, they they're going to have a data tracker on their website or something, so you can uh, we can see how much data we're using per month and consider possibly dropping down. But anyway, back to mm-hmm. what you're actually back to the actual point and topic. taxes. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we kind of covered that. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else that can be said about it. It sucks. There. That's a lovely photo. <laughs> <laughs> Altered, a screenshot from Altered Beast for the Game Boy Advance. The second level boss is a giant penis. I am not joking. And, like, it retracts and expands. Excellent. Like, it, it is not a joke. If you find that in, like, a bargain bin somewhere and, like, want to put yourself through that trouble... Like beat beat the game, uh, not beat the game. Get get all the way to the second stage and fight the boss, and it's kind of gross. Yeah, it's kind of like the vaginas uh, in the vaginas in uh, Prey. Yeah. So, I don't know about that. No so Al's got to move on because uh, uh, Living Color is actually playing in Central Park, which is kind of awesome. Um, and we are also going to hang out with Maurice later today. We will tell Maurice that all of you five listeners said hi, but in the meantime, you should go to everyonelovesdinosaurs.com because that's where he lives. You should also go to another animal-themed website, sharkversusoctopus.com. Don't forget the www at the beginning. The word versus is spelled out. Al, where do you live on the internet? XLM2K.blogspot.com. XLM2K. Pete? Uh, Facebook.com slash Riven, Twitter.com slash Riven, YouTube.com slash Riven. R-Y-V-V-N. Two L's, two C's. Okay. That was a record. That was a pimpage in record time for you, Pete. That was impressive. <laughs> um, he had it charged up. Yeah. So, alrighty. So that will do it for this episode. Hopefully, I get those stupid other episodes up soon, and I will. I promise. I promise. This goes out to all the homies playing Altered Beast on Game Boy Advance Level Two, uh, with the penis boss. Um, it's all wrinkled and shrivelly. That looks really gross. I am going Ew. to turn it off now. Um, and yeah, for Pete. Oh, bye. For Al. Vagina wall suck. Vagina wall tax. I have been your host. You need to stop playing around with all the clowns and the wanksters. Good girls gotta get down with the gangsters. Go here, girl, put some back and some makeup on it. While I stand up in the background and check up on Hey, everybody, welcome back. I'm totally running this shit now. We're gonna talk about, um, fuck. We're gonna talk about fucking. No! no!